apps can do a lot of cool things. You could order dinner, gamble on your favorite team, and track your health. You could even get a mortgage. One click and you can be approved. I'm not sure by who or what country they're in. You deserve more from the mortgage industry. At AnyMac Home Mortgage, we believe in the need for live, human interaction during a very complex process. The kind of service and guidance which an app simply can't provide. Our customers are more than credit scores and income documents. They're individuals and families who live in and strengthen our communities. Their story is our story, and that story begins in a home. Chris Sawyer is an expert on providing superior customer service and in meeting the mortgage needs of current and future home buyers. With over 18 years of experience in the industry, Chris is able to help customers migrate through the home buying and home financing process by using his wealth of knowledge as a well-qualified mortgage professional. And best of all, Chris is located in Cromwell, Connecticut, where he has helped hundreds of clients in Connecticut, Massachusetts, and Rhode Island make their dreams of homeownership a reality. Visit chrissawyer.annie-mac.com, email him at csawyer at annie-mac.com, or give him a call, 860-878-8730. Chris Sawyer, NMLS number 39345, corporate NMLS number 338923, Home Mortgage and Equal Housing Lender, American Neighborhood Mortgage Acceptance Company, LLC, DBA, Annie Home Mortgage, Lo-Fi Direct, Connecticut First Mortgage Correspondent, License Lender, Broker Number, ML 338923, Massachusetts Mortgage Lender, and Mortgage Broker License Number, MC 338923, Rhode Island License Lender, License Number 20112810L. Call for additional details. Jones on first down, wide open, it's Barkley, and Saquon Barkley will take it into the end zone. Your best ability is availability. Saquon Barkley, he's great when he's on the field, but the problem is since 2018, he hasn't been healthy for this team. Look at this, they lob it to me, taps it in off the glass. How about that? Porter Moser, I think right now, is the best coach of college basketball, hands down. Finns, two for three, he's done his part. Is drilled to deep right field toward the pole, and it is gone. They don't mind not being what they were in the 90s as the best organization in baseball because the Yankees are not, they're even close to the best organization in baseball. They're trying to be the race, and the race do this for a reason. Like, you're the Yankees. Welcome to Sports Talk with RJ. I'm Steve Risser, along here with Justin Anafrio. And we are here week seven of the NFL season. And we got a great matchup in week seven on Sunday Night Football as the 5-1 and one Dolphins face the 5-1 and one Eagles. The Dolphins, the most points, I think the most points and yards of any team in the NFL after six weeks. So they're playing outstanding. Two is right now, I think, the front runner for the MVP with Tyreek Hill, with Jalen Waddell. Unfortunately, you won't see Devon A-Chain in this game, who you would probably like coming out of A. I bet you liked him coming out. You watched him last year at AM. He pretty much carried that team yeah. last year at A&M. Yeah. I, uh, Raheem Mostert, their defense is still pretty good, too, with the additions of David Long. You got Van Ginkle on that defense. They're going to be getting Jalen Ramsey back, too. So good things are definitely coming to Miami. And they face the defending NFC champion Philadelphia Eagles. And the Eagles are – I know they haven't played great, but they're still 5-1. and one. They're still 5-1, and one, so – this should be a really, really good game between these two teams. I think it's going to be up and down the field. I think two is going to have another big game against the Eagle defense that could potentially not have, uh, not they potentially not have Darius Slay or Jalen Carter again this week. So I think two has a big game, and I do think DeAndre Swift has a big game for the Eagles. I do think Jalen Hurts definitely plays a lot better than he did last week. I think it comes right down to the end with either two with the ball in his hands and, and leading a game-winning drive. Or Jalen Hurts having the ball in his hands, and the same thing happened, happening la- happening last week. He doesn't get it done. I got Miami going to six and one, winning this game, thirty-one to thirty. But Justin, can 
Jalen Hurts bounce back this week and get the Eagles to six and one? Yeah, I think he does. I got the Eagles 31-24 in this one. Um, yeah, you know, you mentioned the Dolphins have an historic offense. The numbers that they're putting up, you know, have been awesome. But I think the one thing I worry about the Dolphins is you look at four of their five wins. The Patriots, the Broncos, the Giants, and the Panthers. Those are four of the worst five teams in all football right now. And I'm not trying to take any way away from that because their offense is explosive. But, like, the one game we saw them, they played the Bills. You know, their defense could not hold up. Uh, their offense kind of – the Bills did a really good job defensively in that game. You know, I, I think Dolphins are a really good team. It sounds like Lane Johnson would be okay. He, that was kind of a huge loss. Yeah, that um, turned that I, game around you know, on Sunday. That definitely yeah. turned that game around on Sunday when he got hurt against the, against the Jets. Yeah, you know, and with the sprained ankle. Like, if he can't play, maybe I do lean Miami. But it sounds like he's going to play, and I feel like in this one, A.J. Brown's going to have a big day, big game. Um, you know, I expect him for go over 100 points in this one. And I, I think the Eagles offense just does enough in this one to, to outscore Miami. And I think their defense, and I think I trust the Eagles defense a little bit more here to make a stop. Again, they just can't turn the football over. You know, that last interception by Hurts, he just stared down his wide receiver. That's inexcusable. That cannot happen. Yeah. That's why, in my opinion, he's not he's not a league quarterback because that, that just can't happen. You cannot throw that interception. That can't happen. Top quarterback, Patrick Mahomes doesn't do that. If you want to be Patrick Mahomes, you, know, you can't throw that pick. That that cannot happen. That, that pick, that cannot happen at all. No, no, especially in that moment, in that situation. Do you just, yeah, you, and, you and can't. And in that situation where, they... where you're giving the ball back to Zach Wilson yeah. playing the game. Zach Wilson, yeah. what are the chances that he's going to beat you? Not good. Mm-hmm. No, no, that's why I was surprised they didn't just kind of run it, punt it, and say, okay, Zach, go 70 yards and beat me. Like, I, I we saw a lot of bad coaching decisions on Saturday and Sunday. There was some oh, yeah, very bad decisions. Especially from that Oregon team, especially from Dan Lanning. Yeah. Could cause yeah. the college yeah, a little... playoff there. Yeah, I know that one hurts. They have to get the rematch. But yeah, this should be a fun one. This is going to be an entertaining one Sunday night. But I think the doll, I mean, I think the Eagles right now, I'm going to still take Philly to bounce back this week and uh, knock off Miami. And you made a really good point about the Dolphins. Look at the teams they played. Yeah, they beat the, they beat the, I mean, I don't beat the Chargers, but still they're kind of a pretender. We saw on Monday night, they're a pretender. Uh, they beat the Patriots, ter- terrible team. They beat the Giants, not a good team. They beat the uh, Panthers, terrible team. So, yeah, you look at the teams that, that the Dolphins have beaten. They just haven't beat, really beaten good teams. And when they played, the one time they played, played a good team, they lost. And look at this Dolphins team historically. They have not been great in the postseason. But and I think the culture is changing McDaniel, but they have not been great in the postseason. So that's a really good point about the Dolphins. Look at the, at the schedule they play. Because this is a game right here. If the Dolphins want to be considered like one of the – the Dolphins want to be considered right there with Kansas City as one of the top teams in the AFC, I feel like they got to win this game. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, they do, and you know they got to keep pace with Buffalo as well. Um, you know, in that division, it's more likely Buffalo's going to win this week, and Buffalo's already got the tiebreaker over them. I know they'll play uh, week eighteen, and which could determine division. Who knows? Um, but yeah, this is a huge one for Miami. Yeah, because you know I think Miami's still a great team, and they're going to put up a lot of points against a lot of teams. But like again, you know they get blown out again to a team that did make the playoffs last year. It's kind of like all right, you know. You, you, you kind of, okay, are they a little bit yeah. more of a potential? So. Yeah, you, you start to question them. They get blown out here, you definitely start to question them. Even though they don't have Jalen Ramsey, they get blown out here, you start to question them. Lose a close game, you still question them a little bit because they really haven't proven, as you said, that they could beat good teams. Yeah, you know, that's the thing. And again, we'll see them in a couple of weeks. They'll play uh, out in Germany against the Chiefs soon. You know, but like they got the Cowboys late in the year. They got the Ravens on the road late. Like, like after like the Chiefs, like there's, you know, 
They got the Jets twice. They got like the Commanders. They got the Raiders. Like their schedule's not great. Like they they could, you know, they 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 have a schedule that's very manageable and they could pull off a lot of wins. So like we don't, you know, until like December, we're not really going to see Miami play in a ton of huge games. So yeah, you know, like this is a game where they could really prove a lot to kind of the world, especially being on a Sunday night. You know, the only game, you know, only football game going on where yeah, it spotlights on them. They kind of really show out and you know, kind of put their mark on that this is a team that could make a run to a Super Bowl this year. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, I think we know both these teams are Super Bowl contenders. I think the big question is, is which one of these two teams has a better chance to get to the Super Bowl? And in my opinion, I'm picking the Dolphins to win this week, but I still do think the Eagles have a better chance to win the Super Bowl because, in my opinion, the NFC is just not as deep. I mean, really, it's the 49ers, the Lions, maybe, maybe the – I'm not even going to say the Cowboys. That was a sloppy game. So it's really, the, really their competition to get to the Super Bowl is the Lions and the and, and the 49ers. That's pretty much it. For for a team like the, the Dolphins, they got a they got the Bills, they got the Chiefs, they got the Ravens. They can even I didn't even say they have Jacksonville. They even have even Cincinnati if Burrow can be healthy. They're just it's just such a deeper conference. So that's why to answer this question, I would definitely say the Eagles, even though I think the Dolphins are playing better right now, I would still say the Eagles have a better chance to get to the Super Bowl. Better roster and not as deep of a conference. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you there too because I I think it's very likely Philly's going to win the division. Now with Miami's schedule, yeah, they got a great shot to win that division. But if they don't win that division, you're going to have to play three road games. And you mentioned the teams. You're going to have to go up to Cincinnati. You're going to have to go up to KC. You might have to go up to Buffalo. With their offense, that offense might have a tough time in January hitting explosive plays like they do in 30 degree weather with wind, with possible snow. That'd be tough to overcome. So I'm with you. Like I and the Eagles, I'm with you with the Eagles too. Cause yeah, like outside of kind of the Lions and Niners, there's not much else competition there. And I and I feel good about the Eagles winning the division. Again, Miami definitely came with their schedule, but Buffalo's right there. And I think Buffalo's gonna start to kind of turn things around very soon. And you know, they're gonna be in a dogfight there to win that division. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, Miami definitely will be in a dogfight. And the thing about Miami is they've been great at home offensively. They, they only, they've only scored over 30 points on the road once, and that was at the Chargers. That's a good weather game. When they went to Buffalo and they went to New England, they, they only scored 24. And I would say only scored 24. I wish my team would score 24 points in a game. Yeah, your too. team would score 24 points in a game. But they scored 24 in New England and 20 at Miami. So their offense hasn't been as effective on the road. So, yes, I, I definitely I definitely will take the Eagles just because of the depth in the conference. And the Dolphins just haven't played as well on the road. But I do think the Dolphins play the, win this week because I think they're playing a little better than the Eagles right now. And I think they're more healthy, healthy than the Eagles are right now. Yeah, I could totally see that happen this week. Yeah, you know, the, the Miami's a really good team. Yeah, you know, mentioned on the road. Like, that's, that's kind of, yeah, the worry here with them is, like, yeah, kind of weather game. Like, when they go up to New York in November, you know, I think week, week, week 18, they got to go – or no, they actually no. It's, it'll be at they home in Buffalo, which yeah. will help them out big time. Um, but yeah, you know, like weather-wise, yeah, Miami is always gonna be perfect weather, and you know, you kind of see with Ohio State at times, like you know, when they go up Michigan, it's always twenty degrees. You know, it's tough to kind of run that type of offense at times when it gets late into November, December. So yeah, you know, the Eagles kind of the competition. In the NFC is a lot easier to get through than the AFC because yeah, you got so many great teams and. You know, even like if a team like the Browns sneak in with that defense, that's I not going to be an easy team to and beat. And if either. Watson could somehow play the way he played in in twenty twenty, yeah. you never know there. Yeah, 
it's just, yeah, like anybody I feel like in the AFC, you know, could kind of pick you off any given day because, um, you know, in the playoffs, cause, yeah, there's some really good defenses, some really good quarterbacks. So, yeah, I think, you know, Miami's going to have a much difficult time getting there. But if, look, they can get home field advantage, you know, if they get that one seed somehow, I, they, they'd have a really, really good shot, I feel like. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. So now we will move on to another big game this week, and it is between the 5-1 and one Lions and the 4-2 and two Ravens. And I think this is going to be obviously another close competitive game. I think that uh, Lamar Jackson will do a pretty good job in this game. I think he'll, he'll, he'll play well in this game. I think Jared Goff will play well, but not as well as Lamar Jackson. I think this Ravens defense is going to force some turnovers from Jared Goff. And we'll see if Jameer Gibbs plays. We know David Montgomery is not going to play. We'll see if Jameer Gibbs plays. So, But I do think the, the Ravens are a good team stopping the run. And I think that's going to help them in this game. I think it's going to force a couple turnovers from Jared, Jared Goff. I think this is going to be closer competitive again. I think it's either going to be with the ball in Lamar's hands and him leading a game-winning drive, or it's going to be Jared Goff having the ball in his hands, and I think he doesn't doesn't get the Lions to where they need to get to in this game. And that's why I got the Ravens going to 5-2. and two. I got the Ravens winning this game 24-20. But, Justin, can Jared Goff lead the Lions to a 6-1 and one start? I think he does. I got the Troy 24-21. Both these teams have gone out to a really fast start this year. The Lions are outscoring their opponents in the first quarter, 51 to 10, and the Ravens are outscoring their opponents, 41 to 6. So, you know, both teams done a really good job kind of jumping on their opponents. And I feel like Detroit going to kind of have that edge in that this week with Baltimore coming back from London. And I think when Detroit gets out in front, Jerry Goff kind of does a good job, you know, of, you know, making plays. Again, I think, you know, he'll do a good job not turning the football over. You know, I think, he'll, you know, he's, He's done more than being just a game manager. Again, without Montgomery, maybe not with Gibbs. Maybe their running game isn't as successful this week. Um, but I think with the way Detroit's defensive lines played up front as well, I think they're going to kind of slow down Baltimore. And I think Baltimore's offense, we've seen, they had a lot of red zone opportunities last week. Like their offense just hasn't clicked yet. And I feel like it could they, it could be tough to do that again this week against a very good Detroit defense. Absolutely, absolutely. This should be a really good game between these two teams. And the big question, though, for the Detroit Lions right now is they're 5-1, and one, but the big question for them is, is are they the best team in the NFC? I think they're, they're obviously definitely top three with the Eagles and the 49ers, but, uh, but uh, I, I, I think they're close, but I just don't think they are. I, think, I still think, the, even though they lost last week, I think the 49ers, the 49ers are because they lost McCaffrey and Debo Samuel in that game, and they had Trent Williams out at a time in that game, so... I think the 49ers defense is better. Quarterbacks are pretty even, but I think the running game is obviously better with San Francisco. I think San Francisco's got a little more depth at the receiver position, but, but you know, the Lions are getting close with Jamison Williams coming back, but I do think the Niners have more depth at receiver. I just think the Niners just have a better overall roster, but Detroit is there. You could argue right now Detroit is probably the second best team. And the way the Eagles have played, you could argue that Detroit's the second best team in the conference. And looking at the division they're in, I would not be surprised if they wind up with the number two seed. Yeah, I wouldn't be either. You know, yeah, because they're going to clinch that division by, you know, they might clinch that thing by Thanksgiving weekend. Oh, but they so, beat the Packers on uh, Thanksgiving. That division's over. Yeah. yeah so, it, you know, they, they're going to, yeah, they're going to, you know, they should go 6 and 0 against that division with how bad it is right now. Um, And with, you know, the way that kind of the quarterbacks have kind of played in, you know, without Jefferson there with the Vikings. Um, But yeah, like right now, I have Detroit still behind the Niners as well with you. Yeah, you know, like, it took a lot for the Niners to lose. Like, then they had a chance to win. Like, I didn't like that Shanahan trot. Like, I felt like they should have been a little bit more aggressive there instead of kind of just, all right, we're in field goal range. We're just going to try to kick it. 
Um, but like, you know, cause Purdy did lead them back down the field. It did, and you mentioned it, it took a lot for the, you know, for the Niners to lose that game. They lost McCaffrey. They lost Debo Samuel. You didn't mention too. They didn't have Trent Williams and, you know, they were still right there against a really good, you know, Cleveland defense. So, um, I, I still have the Niners right now. It's the best team in the NFC. And, you know, look, you know, it, it cause it sounds like McCaffrey, you know, is going to sound like he's going to play Monday night. So, you know, he'll be back playing against the Vikings. Like I, I think right now still the Niners are better. I would, yeah, the Eagles and Troy are right, right neck and neck. Like you can make a case for either one, be the second best team in the, in the conference, but I'm with you. I still got the Niners right now. The way they just beat the Dallas Cowboys a couple weeks ago was just an, an absolute impressive beatdown. Absolutely, absolutely. That's not a great Dallas team, but it's still a good Dallas team. A Dallas team that's four and two. Yeah, and the way they the way they beat them. Yeah, you look you look at some of the games. Yes, I know Detroit beat Kansas City, but that was without Travis Kelsey and Chris Jones. I know Chris Jones. That's on the Chiefs. That's the Chiefs issue. It has nothing to do with the Lions. But yeah, they they, they beat they beat a, a Kansas City team without Travis Kelsey, and, and uh, they, their lo- their the Lions one loss was to a good Seattle team, and and then they beat Atlanta. They beat uh, they beat Green Bay. They beat Tampa. And last week, and uh, they beat Carolina. So really, outside of the Chiefs, though, they really haven't beaten a great team. If you look at the 49ers, they 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 destroyed Pittsburgh in Pittsburgh on opening day, and they destroyed Dallas. So I would absolutely agree. I'm I'm definitely even though the Niners lost last week, I'm still going with them as the best team. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, you did talk about yeah Detroit. Like they played, you know, they did play that, you know, the playoff team in Seattle last year, you know. Golf made a couple of bad throws in that one and that got him beat. And that was like really the only one game that Geno's played well all year, too. So yeah, like the other teams, like you know, you play Tampa, you play Carolina, you played Atlanta. Like those are three teams that, you know, Carolina stinks. Tampa and Atlanta may win the division, but they're gonna have like eight wins. They, you know, like they're not really impressive teams. So yeah, like Detroit hasn't outside of Kansas City hasn't really beat anybody. Um, they've looked good for the most part in kind of all those games besides the Seattle game. Um, but yeah, with like the Niners, yeah, the way they went on the road, especially for, I know I was kind of on the pit Pittsburgh kind of being better this year and the way they went in there just absolutely housed them. And that thing wasn't even a contest and, you know, you, you know, and then, yeah, what they did Dallas Sunday night, a couple weeks ago, just, you know, that's a Dallas team that's going to make the playoffs. Yeah. It's a pretender, but that's still a Dallas team. They'll be in the postseason. They, they, they might, you know, yeah. they might win a playoff game. I mean, they won't go past the division around, but they'll be, they'll definitely be in the playoffs. Absolutely. Yeah, so like they, the way they've kind of taken care of business most of the time this year it has been really impressive. And the way, you know, again, Brock Purdy's a good quarterback. Again, he, he won't make that. He, you know, made a mistake last week, but like he does a really good job of kind of with those weapons and the way his, Christian McCaffrey, um, you know, and, and, you know, they lean on him a lot in that offense. And, you know, he, they, again, if, you know, he can play this week and kind of, you know, play the next 16 games, I wouldn't be shocked to see him win MVP because he means a lot to that offense. Oh, yeah, you, you saw that. You definitely saw that in that game against the Browns. You saw that he was the true MVP, not Brock Purdy. You saw what happened to that offense when they lost Christian McCaffrey. So we'll see what happens between the Lions, the Niners, and the Eagles. should be very interesting going forward. But we'll now take the Ravens' angle on this. And the question with the Ravens are, should the Ravens be the favorite to win the AFC North? And it's tough for me to say, but I'm going to say yes because I like the quarterback. I think this is – I like the way the quarterback has been playing. I do like the way he's not turned the ball over that much. I think the quarterback has played pretty well. I think the defense has played pretty well. I like the head coach. Cincinnati has gotten better, though. Burrow has played – started to play well – has gotten better. But I don't know if Burrow's completely 100%. The Browns, 
that quarterback situation is kind of – I don't trust that quarterback situation right now with what's going on with Deshaun Watson. Even though that defense played great, I don't trust that quarterback situation. And Pittsburgh, I just see Pittsburgh being like a, a nine-and-eight-team, eight, nine team that's going to try to compete for a playoff spot. And they really don't have that high of a ceiling with Kenny Pickett. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you with the Ravens as well. Like, and, you know – They've already played all three divi- they've already played three division games all on the road. They went two and one. So now you get all three of those teams at home, you know, at, at you know, in Baltimore where they're usually really good at home. And yeah, like with the other teams like Bur- like the Bengals should have lost last week. Like Seattle was so bad. There was a lot of bad red zone offenses too last week. That, oh, that was God, another yeah. thing. That was really Geno Smith. Geno Smith cost in that game yeah. last week. Oh, absolutely. He he was brutal last week. And yeah, he, he cost him big because like outside of the Bengals first two drives, they really didn't do anything the rest of the game. So yeah, like the Bengals are starting to figure out a little bit, you know, maybe after this buy here, they'll um get it going a little bit. Yeah, like Pittsburgh, their defense is gonna win them. So it's you know, Pitt and Cleveland are like kind of the same. Their defense is gonna win the game. Like their defense is gonna keep them in every game. Can their quarterbacks or their offense make enough plays to score? enough points like you know so both those teams yeah i see them kind of being eight nine one teams maybe they make a locker but yeah i see the ravens win 11 games and with the Bengals schedule coming up you know they get the bills the ravens they get steals at home jacksonville like i, I think ball i like i think Bengals. it's gonna be tough for the Bengals um to get more than like 10 wins and i, I think baltimore is gonna get like to at least 11 yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it'll be interesting. This is the best division in football, no doubt. I mean, all these teams could win at least, could have a winning record. And all these teams might even make the playoffs. That's how crazy yes. it is. So, because, because seven teams make the playoffs, they might get every playoff team in the. Uh, let's see. No, they probably only get two of the. Only get two. They'll only get three teams because the Dolphins and Bills will make the playoffs in the AFC East. But, like, they're going to probably get three playoff teams. They, there's a good chance they'll get three playoff teams from that division. So, yeah, I mean, both, this is a great division. All four teams are good football teams, so should be interesting what happens going forward. But we got to move on to the Giants, who are one and five. But last week, they definitely—I think—they played their best game of the year. Now, I don't love Brian Dable calling play, going after players, and calling them out when he's involved in these situations. He was involved in that play, that last play of the half. I know Tyrod Taylor audible, but he was involved. He called that play with that with, with that run option there. So come, come on now, and then he's calling out Tyrod Taylor. He's going after him. Uh, he's going after him before the half. And then the then the one play where I'm going to be, there was no one's talking about from Brian Dable last week. Fourth and inches, and he kicks a field goal. I've been a supporter yeah. of Brian Dable. He's got to stop with calling out. He's got to stop calling out players because he's not doing. Let's be honest, he's not doing a good job either this year. Yes, he can blame the roster. He can blame the quarterback play, but he's not doing a good job either. And he made some bad calls on Sunday night. The fourth and inches and then that play before the half, those are bad calls. Those are game-costly calls right there. Those, are game, those, cost, those cost teams games. So, you know, it, it, it's, it's a rough situation. It's, it could really go either one or two ways for the Giants. They could build off this performance against the Bills, or it could go really, really south. And I think this game is going to determine where this season goes. Right now they're one and five. If they win this game against the Commanders – I feel like they're going to stabilize things and, you know, maybe end up, you know, six, seven wins. I think they'll stabilize things. They lose this game to the commanders at home. I think it falls apart and they go three and 14 and they get a top, they get a top two, they get a top three or four pick. So I think this game is going to deter. I think this game is going to determine the direction of the season. Now I know personally, I know they're probably not a playoff team. And they're definitely not a playoff team. They're one and five, but yeah, this game, I feel like 
she's going to determine, will things be stabilized or are things going to be a disaster? And personally, I actually think the way this defense played on Sunday night, I think they carry into the Washington game. I think they forced some turnovers. Sam Howell, he's played pretty well with Eric Bieniemy, But I think he's. I think the Giants defense, who's forced five turnovers the last uh, the last two games, I think they forced some turnovers from, from Sam Howell. And I do think Saquon Barkley does a good job running the football. If Tyrod Taylor starts, I think he protects the football in this game. I, I, and that's in a way – it might be actually better off if Tyrod Taylor plays than Daniel Jones in a game like this because I think he's going he's to protect the football in this game. I think the difference in this game is going to be the Giants will, will, will not – the commanders will turn the ball over and the commanders won't run the ball as well. And that's why I have the Giants snapping their four-game winning streak and beating the commanders 23-20 to this week. But, Justin, the big question for the Giants is, 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 is just like, just like I, I said earlier, are they going to – Build build on this, on their performance from Buffalo, or are they going to go in the other direction and start to fall apart? Yeah, I get the Giants as well. Twenty one seventeen. Yeah, I think you know I really liked what you said about the Giants and kind of the fight because yeah, like this is huge for because again the way they fought last week. Like if you come out Sunday and you lay an egg, oh yeah, like it's gonna things are going to get worse. Things are going to get really really yeah. bad if they lose this game. And any in any, yeah. in any way, if they lose this game, things are going to get really really. It's going to be two thousand seventeen bad. It's going to be really, really bad. Yeah, it's it's going to turn very ugly very quickly in New York, and you know, especially this because the Jets are down at five hundred. Like you know, that's yeah, and they play and they play the Jets gonna, the next week. Yeah, oh yeah, they do. Yeah, so that'll be, you know, that'll be a fun one. Those, you know, those two will be another defensive battle. But yeah, like with the Giants this week, you got to show some fight, just like you did this week or last week against Buffalo, and look like Washington's defense stinks. Like you know, Desmond Ritter, you know. Yeah, well, I think last, last, last week last week was more on Desmond Ritter than it was on uh, yeah, yeah. Than, than it was on the, the Commanders defense. Desmond Ritter was just absolutely terrible in the fourth quarter. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like they gave up another four hundred yards of, of offensive Commanders gave up. I think that's like five or four five straight weeks now um, that they've done that. Like their defense isn't good. Like I, I think it, I think it comes down to what quarterback protects the football and what offensive line keeps his quarterback upright more. And I think the Giants right now will because. Sam Howell's already been sacked 34 times. Like, that's another off of the line. It's been horrifically wink, bad. Wink, bring the pressure. Yeah. Bring the pressure this week. Yep, and I could see, you know, Thibodeau having a big day, getting a couple sacks, getting out there. And I, I think the Giants do enough with Tyrod Taylor and that offense. And you kind of saw what Barkley is. A, he's a huge difference maker in that offense. Like, Oh, you saw you know, him on that one drive? You saw him on that drive in yeah. the second half? When they, when they went for a field goal on fourth and inches. And then yeah, that's, that's the other story. thing. Yeah. What what happened to his aggressiveness? Like last year, last year he seemed to be the, the ultra aggressive guy. Now it's I know turning conservative. I know. It, I don't it's get like it. I know. I don't get it. I don't get it at all. I don't get it at all. I, that, last game was definitely the game I was the most critical of Brian Dayball in. Yeah, like I yeah he wasn't great. Like the going after Tyrod, like you know, so maybe he wasn't just picking on Daniel Jones and like maybe he's got a you know maybe he goes after. What a bulk where I I yeah I didn't like because like if it's a run pass option that must have been. He must have opted for the run because he must have. That must have been the but, run look they were but, looking but for. Why like, is there but, even an option yeah, on why? that play? That's just throw. I don't the, know. Take one, one step. Yeah. And throw the ball away if you don't have anything there. Yeah. Just throw it away. You have no timeouts left. There should not be a run option at all. No, and I, I agree that you know, but yeah, I, I agree. Like you, you know, throw the ball because you give yourself three chances there instead of one. Yeah. It's just I, I don't, I don't get yeah. it. Uh, yeah, I don't get some of these coaching decisions of late. You know, in college or NFL, it's weird. But um, yeah, I think the Giants bounce back this week, and I think they do figure out to kind of end this losing streak here because I, you know, 
Washington's they're they're okay. And uh, you know, I, I think Giants, I think at home, they've done well against the commanders over the years. They're you know, the oh, last yeah. I know they struggled against the division, but it's the one the team they usually is the team they played off. well. Even yeah. throughout this horrible stretch, the one thing they've done well is beat the beat Washington. Yeah, yeah. For and you know, Washington's had a couple of sprinkled of they've gotten a playoffs. They haven't been great, but they've been a little bit better than the Giants, not seeing much, but yeah, you know, it's one team they probably have some confidence against, and I think at home they figure out a way to win this football game. Yeah, I think they do too. I think they do too. I think because of the way the defense played on Sunday night, I think that's the reason why I think this defense is starting to come together. Look, Bobby O'Karrake, played really, really well. Dexter Lawrence played well. I think this defense is starting to turn things around. Yeah, they played well against Seattle. They, they didn't play well against Miami, but they did force turnovers against Miami. And that was and that was a sign of things to come in the Buffalo game, and they forced two turnovers again. So I think this defense plays well on Sunday. They forced some turnovers, and I do think they bounce back. I do think they, they win this game and end this losing streak. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you there. Yeah, the, Martindale's starting to kind of figure the things out now, and this defense is starting to, uh, yeah, kind of starting to play better. You know, you, yeah, they did a really good job against Josh Allen the Bills this weekend, and, yeah, I think this is a week. Yeah, this is definitely a game. You got to, you know, you got to get the saves. As you mentioned it, you got to say, you know, I know that ship is sinking right now, but you kind of got to, you know, stop it a little bit here this weekend. I think they figure out a way to do it at home. Absolutely. 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 So we will move on to your team. The Bills head to Foxborough to face the Patriots. I know the Bills didn't play well last week. They won, but they didn't play well. But I think this week this will be an easier game for them. I think they'll be able to run the ball against the Patriots with James Cook and Josh Allen throw a couple touchdown passes. And I think this this could end up being the end for Mac Jones. I think he turns the ball over two or three times. I think it's a disastrous performance for the Patriots offense. And that's why I got the Bills coming in here and winning 27-10. And I don't even know why I'm even asking this question. But, Justin, can somehow can the Patriots snap their four-game losing streak against the Bills? Because we know since Tom Brady left – this team has completely owned the Patriots. Yeah, it's been flip flop. What Brady lost him three times. Three I think. times. I think they've beaten him like yeah. six or seven times since he's left. Yeah, it's it's not been pretty. Besides that one windy Monday night football game a couple years ago, yeah. um, I got the Bills twenty four to ten. Yeah, um, Allen's played pretty well against us, and Diggs usually Bill does a great job of taking away your number one option. But with Diggs, if you don't count that Monday night windy game where it was like 10 to 6, 13 10 or whatever digs in the five or in four of the um five games and joined the bills he's gone for at least 90 yards you we might get jack jones back but he's more of a slot guy you got no christian gonzalez um and it's defense now you may not even have um keon white who's took over you know who's starting at the end the last couple of weeks i don't think he's gonna play and he's been one of our better defensive players this year so it's another injury on the defensive side to get after the quarterback. Um, and our offense, again, just Devontae Parker, no accountability. I want him cut. You know, oh, he's God, so- dropping oh, a ball at the end of the game like that? Come on. That was, yeah. The, you So, with okay, with Mac Jones kind of in the position that he's in, you got to help him out there. And he kind of said, oh, well, they hit me in the fingertips, so I don't know if I could call it. I'm like, it hit you squarely in the hands. Juju stinks. Yeah, you knew something when the Dolphins traded you traded him to you guys inside the division. You knew something was up there. Yeah, yeah. yeah Juju, I, I, Juju's I, been awful. Juju's been terrible. Yeah, he's bad. I hope maybe we see Keyshawn Booty this weekend. I know he was not happy that he was scratched last uh, healthy scratch. So we'll see if he's activated. Um, 
Again, the offensive line, Vidarius Lowe just did not even stand a chance last did week. You see, did Crosby. you see that play He's... where Max Crosby moved, got past Mike Gusecki oh. and, and Lowe on one yeah. play to get that yeah. safety? Yep. Yeah, like I like I people are blaming Mac Jones. Like, how do you blame Mac Jones for that? There's nothing you can do. Mac Crosby yeah. was in his face in about two yeah. seconds. So that yeah. that that's the thing. Like, people are absolutely destroying Mac, and I get it, but it's not totally his fault here. And that's that's the issue. And this team's brutal. And I think on offense, they're just guys who are just kind of shut down. Like, I give Elliot yeah. a lot of credit. He's playing well and he's going out there and he's giving it his all. Juju, I don't think is. I don't think Parker is. No. I think Stevens is trying, but like there's just nowhere for him to run the football. Like I, I think some of these guys are checked out, and this is only gonna get uglier. And I really look at the schedule. We may beat the Colts. We may beat the Commanders. I don't think we're beating your Giants. No. I. And on Sunday we play Christmas Eve. We play at Denver on a Sunday night. Yeah. Maybe we get that one. That's gonna be an ugly football game. I don't know if that's probably gonna get flexed out. I would think. It should. I don't know how this team wins. It should. I don't know how this team gets more than like three wins. I really don't. It's it's a terrible football team. It's a terrible football team yeah. with a terrible roster and a and a uh, and a head coach that still thinks that he could he could he, the head coach that still thinks he could build a team like Tom Brady's still the quarterback, which he was a hundred percent wrong about. Hundred percent wrong building the team just like Tom Brady was there. He thought, oh, anybody, anybody could come into New England and play quarterback. That it was so false. He was so wrong. He should be fired, as well as the entire coaching staff. They got a clean house completely. No bringing in Gerard and Mayo and keeping in the family. You've you've went from the best team in the NFL in five years to the to the to one of the worst. You got a clean house everywhere. Every, you got a clean house. That's the, it, it's got to be over in New England. Yeah, no, I, I'm with you. It's it's to that point. I. I said last week, I, I think the only way you could save his job, he won seven, six, seven games. There's yeah, no happening. way. There's no, that's not happening. That's not happening. No, it's it's done. It, it sounds like, yeah, it's probably going to happen. There's talks if they go one and seven, that Kraft's going to can him. I don't think he's going to do in the middle of the season. Not in the middle I, of the year, I, but he'll, he'll keep I don't, him there yeah. to the end. But it, it's, it's going to be very ugly for New England this year. Yeah, it, it will be. This is not going to get any prettier. Um yeah, they get like the Raiders should have blown them off. They were what one for six in the red zone. Like this game should have been a lot. Yeah, worse but the than problem is the Raiders aren't really. They're three and three, but they're not that good of a team. The Raiders have beaten no. the Broncos, the Patriots, and I know the Packers was, but that team's not even that good. So yeah, the Raiders are. They're not as good as their record. Yeah, they they should have blown them out. And the the, the sad part about it though for the Patriots, Brian Hoyer's turned oh, in the yeah. second half of the game. Brian Hoyer. And you got yeah. that. You gave up that big play right, right after you had momentum. Right after you scored that momentum, you gave up that big play. And then J.C. Jackson at the uh, J.C. Jackson uh, had that terrible penalty there when your defense could have gotten off the field. Mm-hmm. Just mistake after mistake, not making the big play when it matters. Just all signs of a terrible football team. Yep, I, that's a great point. I was actually, you know, I do. I wanted to bring up that that point. The Patriot way. This ain't it. They, no, they, no, like no. this team, and, and listen, none of this. And listen, Tom Brady did. I feel like meant more than the Patriot way, but the Patriot way still has definitely has a ton of value because they, they won six Super Bowls. Even though I think Brady was most responsible, but yeah, it's just the last, at least the last two years, or even since twenty twenty, the Patriot way is not the Patriot way at all. No, it hasn't. They just there's way too many mistakes right now. Um, that just that yeah, that haven't happened. Like again, I talked about last week. The special teams even stink now. Like that that used to be a, a critical kind of advantage that the Patriots had. That's why they kind of made the playoffs a couple years ago. Their special teams made a, you know, huge couple of huge plays there. And, they, you know, since then, you know, they had that one block or that one block field against the Dolphins with that, um, that, that 
kind of coming all the way up from the edge there. Um, but like, yeah, like it's just not the same team and yeah, it's, it's, it's disappointing. And, you know, you got to, uh, you know, hoping for that number one pick, but there's a lot of bad teams out there. That, That's a that problem. Could, you, got the, you, know. you got the Cardinals, you got the Bears, yeah. even the, even the Giants, they don't pick it up. If they lose on Sunday, you got yeah, a lot of one and five teams in there. The Panthers, but they don't have a first round pick, but that's the Bears pick. So yeah, yeah a lot of bad teams, a lot of one and five in the NFL right now. So yeah, we'll we'll see what ends up happening there. But changes definitely gotta be made in New England. But we are gonna move on to an AFC West matchup in Kansas City as the Chargers take on the Chiefs. And I think this game will be competitive for maybe a half, but again. I can't see Brendan Staley and Justin Herbert going into Kansas City and beating the Chiefs. This team has failed to get to the next level. Brendan Staley needs to be fired at the end of this season. Uh, I mean, I don't think the Chargers are going to make the playoffs, and Brendan Staley needs to be fired. And I'm sorry, Justin Herbert's not an elite quarterback. He's, he's a good quarterback. He's a top-ten quarterback. He's not elite. Justin Herbert's not elite. Throws another pick. At, I know he was under pressure, but he threw another bad interception at the end of a game. He had an intentional grounding at the, at the end of a game against the Dolphins in a game they could have won. There's just a lot of games the Chargers could have won that, let's be honest, Herbert hasn't stepped up at the end of these games. I mean, he didn't step up at the end of the Titans game. Justin Herbert is good. He's not great. He's definitely proven that this year. And then for this game, I think Kansas City pulls away in the second half. I got the Chiefs winning this one 31-20 over the Chargers. But, Justin, can Herbert and the Chargers snap their three-game losing streak against Kansas City? No, I I don't think that's happened this week. I got the Chiefs twenty seven twenty. Um, you know, I, I think the Chargers could keep this thing kind of close. The Chiefs offense hasn't been great. Again, like it's another team last week. They had m- many opportunities. Can we stop with like gimmicky stuff on third and one, please? Like with Andy Reid. Like, yeah, can we just just give the ball to Pacheco? I, it just yeah, it just and he's trying a Patrick Mahomes for quarterback. He can make a play. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I don't, I don't get it. I don't know if he's just trying to. I, I don't know. I, I don't know why, but um, they've been kind of. Yeah, it's been a lot of gimmicky. So I don't, I don't like it. But yeah, like Brandon Staley, like defensive guy. Their, their defense is atrocious, and their defense has gotten any better. And they got talent. They got, you know, yeah, they got um Joey Bosa. They got Julio Mack. Like we got six sacks in the game. They have Asante Samuel Jr. Yeah. Derwin James. They got talent on that defense. And their yeah, their defense just hasn't gotten yeah, it hasn't gotten better with a defensive mind. Yeah, yeah, it just yeah, I, I I don't know why they keep this guy around, Brandon Saley, and I wonder if Herbert too. It just right now because it just seems like the only receiver he trusts right now is Keenan Allen. Like maybe a little bit of Josh, of Josh Palmer, but like that's it. Like I don't like Quinn Johnson. They, they really haven't been able to get him involved. Like I think he they really miss Mike Williams. Yeah, like I, I think Herbert could be a really good quarterback. I think he get to that elite level. Like, I would love to see them bring in a good offensive-minded head coach to work with Justin Herbert. I that That's what they need to do this offseason, but it, it is the Chargers, and they usually screw this type of stuff up. And, you know, because they've been talented for so many years. They just never could kind of get – they they always, you know, they always get in their own way here. Um, But I just, yeah, like the charge, our Chargers short week, got to travel to Kansas City, who's going to have 10 days off of this. I, I got Patrick Mahomes at offense, kind of maybe starting to kind of fear some things out this week, play a little bit better, and they knock off uh, L.A. this week. We got the game tomorrow night between the Jaguars and the Saints, and there's a chance that Trevor Lawrence might not play in the game. It looks like he is going to play, but he's going to be banged up. Um, and Derek Carr, I still think he's banged up. I still think he is. He didn't play. Yeah, he only threw for a lot of yards, but he didn't play great last week, again, against the Texans. 
Uh, I think this is a defensive game. This is a close game. But I think the difference in this game is, is, the, is the run game. And I think that uh, that Travis Etienne is going to play is going to play really well. I think Travis Etienne is going to have a good game on the ground. I think I, I think Lawrence will kind of manage this game. I think the Jags defense is going to get pressure on Trevor on Derek Carr, forced a couple turnovers from the Saints. And I think the Jags get to five and two. I think they win this game. This Jags defense is a little underrated. They're they're really good against the run. They do a great job stopping the run. They did that last week. They forced turnovers last week against the Colts. I think they forced a couple this week. And I got the Jags going to five and two. I got the Jags winning this game 23-17. But Justin, can Carr get the Saints to four and three? I think they do. I think the Saints bounce back this week. They win this game 20 to 13. Um, I worry the Jags a little bit here. They really banged up on the old line. With the Saints kind of defensive pressure, they're going to be able to bring in. If Lawrence is, it's the knee, even, you know, I, I think even if he's like 90%, he's better than CJ Beathard, but he's not going to be very mobile. He's going to be kind of sitting back there. And I, I think Saints will get pressure on him. I think the Saints will do a good job stopping the run. E- e- I think ETN, ETN's is, the big key. If ETN doesn't run the ball well, they stop ETN, they have a really good chance. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, and I, I could see the Saints getting out of there with win. And the last thing with the Jags I kind of worry about is, Back-to-back weeks in London, they came home last week, and now you're going back on the road on a short week. Like It's been a lot of travel. You're seeing a lot of kind of injuries with them right now. I know the Saints are pretty banged up, too. I think the Jags are kind of really in need of a bye week come, you know, you know, soon. Um, but I, And I think um, with the Saints, with Carr, yeah, you know, I think, you know, they get the ball to Alvin Kamara. You know, you, uh, Michael Thomas, I think, could have a decent game. I know Alave's, I think, questionable still right now. Um, we'll see if he can give it a go. Like he's been, um, you know, they could try to get him. I know they got him involved last week. Like that was kind of big because Jacksonville secondary isn't great, but yeah, like cars, not going to expose you down the field. And I'm with you. I think he's still a little banged up, but I think at home, the saints usually are a tough place to play at. I think they find a way at home, knock off Jacksonville. All right. We'll run through the slate. We'll quickly run through the slate. We got an NFC South matchup in Tampa as the Falcons take on the Bucks. And I'm sorry, I cannot trust Desmond Ritter. I think the Tampa defense is going to contain uh, 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 Bijan Robinson. That's all you got to pretty much do against the Falcons is contain him. And that offense does not play well. I, I do not trust Desmond Ritter. I think he throws a pick or two. Uh, Baker Mayfield, I just think I don't think he's great, but I think he makes less mistakes in this game. I think I think I think uh, he doesn't turn the ball over, and I think he makes he makes a couple plays in this game against this Falcons defense. And I think this is a close competitive game, and I'm going to go with the home team here. I'm going with the home team. Amazing that the Bucs are going to be in first place again. But this just shows you how terrible this division is again. I got the Bucs beating the Falcons 23-16. Uh, to 16. But, Justin, can Ritter bounce back this week and get the Falcons to 4-3? and three? No, I got the Tampa, Tampa Bay Bucs as well here, 20-16. to 16. You know, I like Ritter, if you could throw out the mistakes, I think he's starting to kind of play well. Like they're starting to let him kind of hit some deep shots. Like he's got to get rid of the mistakes. And I think I'm with you like Tampa Bay with that front defensively. I think they're going to slow down B. John Robinson. Last couple of weeks, teams have kind of bottled him up. And I think with Tampa Bay, like this is what's going to happen with Tampa Bay. Whenever they play somebody good, they're going to lose by two scores. They play a team like Atlanta, which, you know, they're at the same level or a little bit better than they're going to win. Like that's kind of what Tampa's season's going to be. I think it's one of these games where Baker plays well enough. They'll run the ball well enough. Come down the end. I think Baker and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers find a way to win at home. AFC matchup in Indianapolis as the Browns take on the Colts. And I think the Colts defense, the Browns defense dictates this game. They force a couple turnovers from Gardner Minshew. I don't think the Colts get into double digits. I think they get held. To nine, I, I, I'm going to held to nine points. I think either Watson or uh, PJ Walker, they manage the game. 
And I got the Browns winning this one, going to four and two, winning this one 24 to nine over the Colts. But Justin, can Gardner Minshew get the Colts get the Colts back over 500? No, I think he does. I think I'm with you. They're going to really show this week. I got Cleveland 20 to 10 on this in this one. Um, I, I think, you know, Menchu's not really a mobile guy. The offensive line um, is going to have to do a really great job protecting him, and I don't think they're going to be able to. And I think Cleveland's defense could score a touchdown in this one and, you know, help out their, their offense. P.J. Walker was okay last week. You know, he made one nice throw there to Amari Cooper. Just That's all he really has to do, just kind of throw it to Amari Cooper, let him make a play. I, I, I'm, I, I see Indy having a really hard time this week trying to score points. The bigger story in this uh, with the Indianapolis Colts, though, is Anthony Richardson. He is out for the season, and he's got he's got to learn how to slide and throw from the pocket. Or he's not going to survive in this league. Let's be, he did look like in the four games he looked like he belonged, but he's got to learn how to slide. He's got to learn how to, how to throw from the pocket, or he's just not going to last in this league. And this year proved it. Yeah, I'm with you. He did. Yeah, you know he he looked better than I thought coming in. You were right about that. I I was a little worried about him but yeah like that's that's the thing he's got to learn to get slide and get out of bounds you know stay in your stay in the pocket longer or yeah he's gonna get himself killed out there we've seen it and even though he's kind he's a bigger guy he's 6'4 245 but it just doesn't matter like yeah you know because even a couple other games you know he left early because of injuries so in two other games i believe it was so yeah um it's tough you know maybe it's not the worst thing to get kind of this red shirt year now to kind of learn you know kind of you know just kind of learn the nfl game a little bit more but yeah it, you know it's it stinks and for the colts um you know may not be the worst thing here for anthony richardson to you know just sit out the rest of the year i guess oh, it, no, it's not, unfortunate that he's hurt though but yeah exactly 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 yeah it's not, not the worst thing for him but I, yeah i think this this might turn into being a good thing for him just because he can now learn he can watch now learn how, how to play how to play the game and how to be able to stay healthy and how to be able to stay on the field but we will move on to a matchup in Chicago as the Raiders travel to Chicago to face the Bears. I think the Raiders are 3-3, three and three, but I think they're massively overrated. But they're going to face a terrible quarterback for Chicago this week. So I think this is a low-scoring game. I don't even care if Garoppolo plays or Hoyer plays. It's going to be a low-scoring game. And I got the Raiders winning this one in Chicago, 17-13. Justin, what do you got here? Yeah, I got Raiders as well, 17-12. They're going to be 4-3 somehow. And the uh... I know my brother's not happy because he wants McDaniels fired, so they keep winning these types of games. Daniel's going to be back for another year. Um, but, yeah, this is going to be an ugly football game. You know, Fields is banged up, probably not going to play either. And their running game is banged up as well. Like, they don't have too many running backs right now. I think the Raiders do enough. And Brian Hoyer looked pretty good last week in New England. I, you know, he, he tore us apart in the second half. So, um, this Bears defense is not great either. The Raiders make enough plays. They got a little bit more talent. Devontae Adams should have a, should have a monster game. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. It's 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 it's, it's going to be an ugly, low-scoring game where Adams is going to make plays. But yeah, there there should not be much points in this game between these two teams. Alrighty, we got an interconference matchup in Denver as the Packers take on the Broncos. And yes, Jordan Love has been very inconsistent, but I think in this game they can just rely on Aaron Jones to run the football and, and put up points. I think he'll throw. I think he'll actually play well. Throw put up a couple touchdown passes. I think this one comes down to the end. Comes down to the end where the ball's in Russell Wilson's hands. You know what happens when the ball's in Russell Wilson's hands at the end of the game. He doesn't get the job done. I don't think he will this week. That's why I got the Broncos going to one and six. Packers going to three and three. And I got the Packers winning it 27-23 over the Broncos. But Justin, can Russell Wilson lead the Broncos to an upset win against the Packers? No, I don't see. I got Green Bay as well, 21-17. Um, you know, Wilson, that offense right now, he did not – Wilson did not look great Thursday night. 
at all. Their offense is just pitiful against um, Casey yet again. He went 96 yards passing. Um, you know, maybe they get a little bit of a running game going against Green Bay, but Green Bay's coming off the bye. They've only played this for Green Bay. It's going to make their third game in 25 days. So, like, maybe all this practice kind of helps out at Jordan Love and all that. But with how bad Denver's defense is, sounds like Vance Joseph is, you know, very, you know, on the hot seat right now. Why was he even hired? And, he was a former coach there. Why was he I, I even hired? Know. That organization has no clue what they're doing. No, no, they do not. And John Payton, you know, it's not been great there. And yeah, they got a lot of, uh, uh, you know, they they got they got tough hill ahead of them. And everyone's kind of on Brady help out Bill. Where's the Breeze? Maybe helped out Sean Payton. Yeah, now, Breeze definitely helped. Breeze definitely helped out Payton. But on the flip side. Pete Carroll helped out Russell Wilson. Yeah, that's the guy. He's had more success than Wilson since he's left. But yes, I yeah, do think, I I do think Breeze yeah. kind of carried back. That doesn't get talked about a lot. You hear a lot about Rodgers carrying McCarthy. You hear a lot about Brady carrying Belichick. But you don't hear a lot about Breeze carrying Peyton. Well, that's gotta, that conversation's got to start because Peyton has had a miserable start in Denver. Yeah, yeah, he absolutely has. And, uh, yeah, it's it's been ugly there. Their defense is horrific. Their offense just – they got weapons. You know, like, yeah, Wilson isn't the same guy, but they do have some weapons. But, yeah, they just they, – they're, they're, this team's not very good. They got a long – they got a long battle ahead of them. And I can't wait. That Christmas Eve game featured Denver. That oh may be a 10-10 tie. That's yeah, gonna, exactly. That's going to be ugly. That's going to be – that's going to be this week in Iowa-Minnesota game. 32 yeah, yeah. over under. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It, 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 yeah, this game. Yeah, I think the Packers should win this one against Denver, and the Broncos are just an absolute mess. Yeah, it's bad. It's bad in Denver. They're yeah, they're not very talented at all. They're lucky they got their draft pick this year though for the first round. So that that helps yeah. a little bit. But um, yeah, I you know we'll see how much longer release Russell Wilson has. Exactly. Exactly. All righty, we got the Steelers traveling out to L.A. to face the Rams. There'll be a ton of Steelers fans at SoFi Stadium. I think that's going to help them. I think it is. I think Najee Harris is a big game on the ground. I think Kenny Pickett manages the game. I do think that uh, Matthew Stafford with with Nakua and Cup they make plays on that offense. But I think it comes down to the end, and I think number 90 is the one who makes the play, getting pressure, getting either a sack or forcing a turnover for Matthew Stafford. That's why I got the Steelers going to 4-2, and two, beating the Rams 27-20. But, Justin, can Stafford get the Rams to 4-3? and three? No, it needs to be difficult. Um, and I got Steelers as well, 23 to 21 here. I think coming in off the bye for the Steelers, kind of weak to get healthy there. Rams are really banged up at running back right now. I think Zach Evans is going to get a uh, majority of the carries, it sounds like, for in this game. And I, I think, you know, you know, LA is going to have a tough time getting the running game going, you know, against a really good Steelers defense. I think they're going to play a lot better. Um, you know, they, they play better, you know, like because they even get the Ravens, you know, they they made plays there in the red zone. They got some help from Lamar. Like I, I think defense is gonna get after Matthew Stafford this week. And I, I think they're gonna have some trouble. And I think Kenny Pickett does enough in this one. But and I think Tomlin as well. Coop's, Cooper Cup's gonna make some plays. We know that, but I think Mike Tomlin's gonna try to limit him enough where he's not gonna absolutely beat them in this game. And I, I get Steelers pulling out a close one. Yeah, yeah, it should be a good game between those two teams. We've got an NFC West matchup in Seattle between the Cardinals and the Seahawks. I think the Seahawks cruise in this game. I don't think this is a game where Geno Smith can't screw it up. I think, I think Kenneth Walker has a big game. I think he throws a couple touchdown passes. 
And I think the defense forced a couple turnovers from Joshua Dobbs. I think the Cardinals are kind of starting to show who they are, and they did last week, I think, against the Rams. I think the Seahawks defense is going to play really well. Devin Witherspoon, he's a, he's a stud. I think they're going to get pressure on Dobbs, force a couple turnovers. I think the Seahawks win this one easily. I think the Seahawks win it 31-13 over the Cardinals. But, Justin, can the Cards hand the Seahawks their second straight loss? No, I, I got Seattle bounce back this week, 27-14. You know, again, Arizona, like, again, they played a good first half. Like, they kept it close there, and then they get blown out of the second half. Like, that's where really what happened. Like, this will be a one-score game at halftime, and Arizona in the second half just, you know, they'll, they'll get blown out. Yeah, and I think, Gino, this has got to be a good get-right game for them. They got the weapons, you know. The offensive line wasn't great, but I thought a lot of his sacks, he just kind of held on the ball a little bit too long at times. Um, and I think this offense kind of figures it out. You know, even, yeah, you know, like the Giants defensively played, you know, well enough against, the, you know, against Seattle. Their offense didn't help them out, of course. But, um, you know, this is this is a week for Seattle where they got to get right. They're at home. You know, Dawes makes some plays in the passing game, but it's just not enough. And Seattle's, Seattle's offense, it's a get-right week for them. We will wrap up talking about the Monday night game between the Niners and the Vikings. Niners come into this game banged up. We don't know if McCaffrey's going to play. We don't know if Debo's going to play. So that's why I think the game's going to be closer than people think. I think Minnesota, Brian Flores, will, will defense will keep the Vikings in this game. But when it comes down to it, you're going to have Kirk Cousins against the Niners defense. And when that's happening late in the game, if he has to score, if he needs to score late in the game, I'm taking the Niners defense any day of the week against Kirk Cousins. That's why I got the Vikings going to two and five. I got the Niners bouncing back. I got the Niners winning 21 to 13, but Justin, can Cousins and the Vikings hand the Niners a second straight loss? I don't see it happening this week. I got Niners 23 to 14. I think, uh, um, you know, without Justin Jefferson in this game and, you know, Minnesota's offense, I know it was very windy out in Chicago last week and the Vikings played up there, but they still could not run the football. Their offense really could not get much going. Like that, now you're expecting it to get going against the Niners or against the Niners defense. I think it's gonna they're gonna have a hard time. I think the Niners defense is gonna score a touchdown in this one. I think Brock Purdy bounces back, plays well. I think it's gonna be a tough game for Kirk Cousins that offense. I think he's gonna get sacked multiple times, and they'll you know Vikings will probably turn the ball over at least two three times in this one. Yeah, I could expect that to happen. I think they're going to turn the ball over a couple times. And, yeah, I think the Vikings uh, go to 2-5. and five. But that's going to wrap up this edition of Sports Talk with RMJ. But we will be back in about, uh, about, 10, about 10 minutes to talk about uh, we, the big game, in the, 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 major, the baseball playoffs. We've seen the Phillies, you know, be dominant so far in the, in the NLCS. So we'll talk about that. And, and we will be talking about the – and we'll be talking about the big game in the horseshoe. So make sure you tune in for that. Jones on first down, wide open, it's Barkley. And Saquon Barkley will take it into the end zone. Your best ability is availability. Saquon Barkley, he's great when he's on the field, but the problem is since 2018, he hasn't been healthy for this team. Look at this, they lob it to him. He taps it in off the glass. How about that? Porter Moser, I think right now, is the best coach of college basketball, hands down. Finch, two for three, he's done his part. Pitch is drilled to deep right field toward the pole, and it is gone. They don't mind not being what they were in the 90s as the best organization in baseball, because the Yankees are not they're even close to the best organization in baseball. They're trying to be the Rays, and the Rays do this for a reason. Like, you're the Yankees. Hello, my name is Joe McGuire. I'm the president of Clovercrest Media Group. And here at CMG, we have a wide variety of podcasts. 
including sports shows like Keys to the City, The Roll Call, Throwing Jabs, All Four Downs, and Jawing About the G-Man. And great true crime shows like Sticky Week, Crimes and Consequences, Ivy League Murders, and Burn, The Unsolved Murder of David Eichmann. You can find all these podcasts and so much more by visiting Clovercrestmedia.com.